and welcome to the Nonprofit Radio Show, a podcast with tips and tools for small nonprofits. If you feel in the dark about how to run a nonprofit, sunshine is on its way. I'm Nancy Bacon, and I'm joined by Sarah Brooks. And this week, we are talking about collaboration. Collaboration is one of those words we see everywhere, don't we, Sarah? Absolutely. And it's especially powerful as a way to look at and explore hard problems in your community. Yeah, it's true. I mean, if we think about the things that we're working on, so uh, education, homelessness, the environment, um, mental health, human rights, all those issues are really big. They're really big and they're much bigger than any one organization. And so if we're actually going to make a dent in any of those, if we're going to move the needle on, on homelessness or the environment or education or whatever, we need to find ways to collaborate. But collaboration, if I'm being totally honest, Nancy, is really hard. It is hard. <laughs> and I, while I have seen some beautiful examples of collaboration in the last year, especially as we've all been challenged to do our work in new and different ways, I keep feeling like sometimes those hard pain points of collaboration hold us back. And I think it'd be really cool if you and I talk through today how to make collaboration less painful. I think that's a great idea. I mean, I think the first thing that makes collaboration hard is is this sense of purpose. And this goes back to the nonprofit radio show principles, right? Know why you're doing something. And, And really stepping back and thinking about why we would collaborate. What is the common purpose that we share? What is the hope and dream for our community that we want to walk together to solve? Um, And grounding ourselves in that why, I think, is a really great place to start. And I think it's important to think of that why as as deeper than a specific tangible project, right? Like maybe we're coming together to um, build a park, right? And it's going to take four organizations to do that. But the why is what's the community need, right? That that park is actually fulfilling. So I think it's really important for the organizations that are coming together to collaborate, to spend a good chunk of that initial meeting on just talking about what's our deeper why. And there may be multiple whys too. Maybe another why is because we just like to learn how to work together and learn more about our organizations and see what else unfolds. You know, you can have, you can have multiple whys. I think you're right. And, you know, I hear often that folks have trouble collaborating because they don't know who to collaborate with. And I think as soon as you step back and you think about that bigger why of why does our neighborhood need a place where children can play, all of a sudden new potential partners, new people who care that their children have a place to play, they they rise to the surface for us. I think a second key thing to making a collaboration work to solve a hard problem in your community is to acknowledge that you're going to need to move at the rate of trust. I just love that phrase. I hear it from multiple very wise people. And I think the rate of trust is often slower than the rate of efficiency or or short-term efficiency, I should say. Long-term efficiency, for sure, is the rate of trust. And that means that you acknowledge it takes time for two or three or four organizations to understand each other's culture, to understand their ways of working and ways of knowing what works for them. And you, you move really really slowly, like never getting ahead of where it feels like the group has agreement. 
This doesn't have to be formal. I know some organizations move right to let's make, create a memorandum of understanding for who's going to pay for what or how what's going to happen. And there may be legal reasons that you need something like that. But I'm talking about the sense of how we feel together. Do we feel like I trust you to not put something in your newsletter before it's ready to be talked about in our collaboration until we're all ready to talk about it? I feel like I trust you to not judge my brainstorm idea or my suggestions so that we both feel like we're learning as we go in this collaboration and really being kind of antennas up to where that trust meter is in your organization as you collaborate with others is really, really central to success. I agree. And I think we all know how to build trust, right? I mean, you and I both go on so many walking meetings that so much of my work centers around going for walks with people and just getting to know each other and building that relationship. And once you have a relationship, you have something to fall back on. But that that reminds me that I think another important point is to start small, that collaborations can be hard when they're really big. You know, we're going to solve homelessness by coming together. That is a big challenge. What if you start really small, something you can achieve? Two people get together because they can tackle something really manageable and grow it from there. And that also allows you to fail fast and small. So if it doesn't work, if a new kind of pilot program doesn't have the impact that you want, you can stop it right away. You haven't implemented this huge, you know, countywide endeavor. Absolutely. And I think the last thing I think about is that you need to take the time and the resources you need to make a collaboration successful. So sometimes collaborations result in incredible impact. They sometimes also take a lot more time. It's that care and feeding of the trust. It's the starting small and sort of testing how we work together. That can all take time. And I think if we keep our expectation level in that longer time horizon for a collaboration to to work, um, we set up ourselves for success. And equally, I think we need to realize that collaboration actually takes resources, both in that time, but sometimes in the actual facilitation of it. I've been a part of a couple of collaborations where four or five organizations have come together without anyone to sort of serve as that role of facilitator. So someone says, I'll do it. And then that organization and that person is suddenly in a weird power dynamic situation where they're both leading and facilitating and trying to encourage open dialogue and discussion and keep everybody in a trust space, but also trying to participate as a peer. And that's really hard to wear both of those hats and can ultimately set up some feelings of tension around who's in charge and who's really driving the mission and how does that work. And so if you kind of come together and say at the outset, like, hey, we are solving a big, hard community problem. We have built trust. We're going to start small and we're going to acknowledge right away that we want an outside entity or person or someone who just doesn't have to participate in this conversation, but can help us lead this conversation. I think you'll accelerate your time um, spent on actually solving the problem. I think you're absolutely right. And I love how you've looped back to purpose, Mm -hmm. that if you are really centered around something bigger than yourself, then there will be somebody in your community who wants to step in and lift up that full conversation. I think that's really helpful. You know, so what we've talked about really is purpose, trust, start small, take the time you need, the resources you need, 
And ultimately, don't try to do it all. Absolutely. So what's our word of the week, Nancy? Well, I was thinking about this, and I think the word that occurred to me was common. And I don't mean common like not interesting, boring, bland, but I mean common as in like common ground, common as in belonging to the people. I I think about this in this way, that the issues we're working on belong to all of us. So it matters to all of us that people are safe, that our earth is protected, that people have shelter. Each mission statement we work for is a part of this larger tapestry that makes our community strong. So as I think about it, nonprofits are part of the common good. And that's noted in the IRS, that's your 501c3 tax status. But the reason we have that is because we're serving the public, that we are serving the common good. So we often get in this silo where we think we're all by ourselves. We're trying to do this all alone, but really we're just a node to this larger hub. And that when we think that way, it gives us permission to share the responsibility of our work with others. What do you think? I love that, Nancy. And it kind of plays off when I hear the word common. uh, The first thing my mind goes to was my, I think, freshman, probably economics course about the tragedy of the commons. And that notion that there can be a public space that doesn't have, you know, oversetting rules, it's just a commons. And if we all then put our cattle out to pasture, we might each overgraze it without understanding the impact on others. And for me, that's such a great image of collaboration. Like collaboration can be amazing when we agree together how we're going to use that space. If we think of that space as our shared vision, and it can be very hard and very frustrating and sometimes very detrimental to our cause. If we don't think about how, uh, our part is only one of a bigger working hub, as you describe, right? So when we see ourselves as just our organization and our mission and what's our need out of this, we're going to miss the beauty of the commons. And when we see it as, nope, we're a part of a bigger group. And sometimes we hold back a little on what might be the best benefit for our organization because it's the right thing for our bigger movement. I think it's a great vision um, to have. And, and it's what I hold on to when I when I start to get into a collaboration that is feeling harder than it should be. I always go back to, okay, how do we find, how do we see the landscape, that bigger purpose of what we're coming together for? I love that. I love how you always connect nonprofit work to, to the movement. That it is about a movement and a movement happens when we all come together. Absolutely. That's great food for thought there. You know, we have some big issues in front of us and luckily we have our core principles to turn to ourselves and in community with others. We come together with colleagues outside of our organization to live our common values. We can find our common purpose and run good programs together to address them. By sharing the work, we make it all so much more doable. You got this. Thank you for listening to the Nonprofit Radio Show. If you like what you heard on today's episode, please consider sharing the podcast and rating us on your favorite podcast site. Your support is the best way for us to reach more people. We invite you to look at the show notes at nonprofitradioshow.com for ideas on how to bring these conversations into your organization or to tell us what you'd like to hear next. Nonprofit Radio Show is produced by Nancy Bacon and Sarah Brooks. 
Editing and post-production are provided by Margaret Mep Schulte of Three Choices Creative Communications. Music is by Riley Crabtree. Together, we are inspired by you and other nonprofit leaders doing important work in our communities. 